Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. Welcome to another edition of A Buck's Sake FES, coming at you on a Monday night from the Brunswick Sharehouse Studios. My name is Jason, I am your host. Joining me are the boys for a bit of fun and frivolity. Dave, how are you? Terrific, good to be back. Short turnaround for us this week. Second podcast in four days. Second podcast in four days, brilliant. Exciting. Man of the people, Buds is also with us. Hello, Buds. Good, thanks. Yep. Yep, brilliant. Let's move on. Guest this week is uh, a man who's been on in the past, uh, maybe our fourth episode ever or fifth episode. It wasn't uh, too long into, into the piece of, for fuck's sake, history that he joined us, but he's back again. The former capo of the, uh, the what, do you call, what do we call it these days? The, the BW, I guess the, the BWB, the North End, can't say North Terrace anymore, we get sued for that. Uh, <laughs> Tuna, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, lads. Good to be here. Um, great weekend, Victory One, Roma One, and it's uh, MelbourneVictory.net, Fozza Football Week. So, a lot to get excited about. And for fuck's sake, live as well, which we're going to plug in a few minutes' time. What's going on in, uh, in victory circles, especially for us? How are you, mate? It's uh, been a while since you've been on. Obviously, one of our sponsors as well with Ambrosia Fold Designs. Uh, great to have you on. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, look, uh, first time I was on, the, the podcast was quite raw. Yes. And uh, listening every week, it's growing in leaps and bounds. And uh, I think it's, what's, what's it hit, Dave? I think you're telling me today it's hit 3,000 downloads per week. On average, yeah, <laughs> they're about 4,000. 4, don't don't undersell us, man. Now, the, the, the top-running episode is 4,500. I think that was Ben Kazupi um, who joined us a few weeks ago. So I've heard stories of, the, of uh, Jace walking through the, uh, the masses at uh, Amy Park and being stopped um, on the concourse. And We're asking, kind of like, uh, without tuning our own horns, we're kind of like maybe E or F-grade celebrities now. Yeah, I've had uh, two, two instances now where I've been hanging a piss at a pub pre-game and someone come, two different people come up to me and go... Man of the people. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Are you being stopped for photos yet? No. Yeah, okay. Chin, you, you've been a bit of a celebrity from back in your days as Capo. Yeah, look, Jurg's hangs it on me all the time about this. Um, it, it seems to be every time that Jason McNamara, I'm in his presence, someone stops me for a photo. Oh, okay. So it doesn't happen all the time, it's just when Jason's with me. <laughs> so, yeah, as I said, you were a minor celebrity from back in your days as the Capo. We obviously had you on at the, uh, at the start of last season and you spoke a little bit about that. Um, Obviously, it'd probably be remiss of me not to ask you. I don't want to get into terrorist politics, but what are your thoughts on how everything has panned out over the last uh, last couple of months? Yeah, look, uh, you probably say I've purposely stood back a little bit. Um, yeah, look, I've heard both sides, and 
you know, like I said to you back then, and when we were out of the frame, all all I want to see and all um, BWB tried to build, from, you know, from the outset was a thriving terrace to yep. try and replicate what we'd see overseas, to try and give it our own sort of uh, uh, brand, if you like, and you know the, that sort of Australian touch of things, but. Um, you know, look, it will evolve itself. We always end up at this point for some reason. Uh, things go really well for a couple of seasons and then uh, whatever, but whether it's other stakeholders or whether it's us or, you know, whatever it is, uh, we end up back at square one. But, uh, look, I'm, I'm, um, I'm pretty confident that uh, eventually we'll, you know, we'll be back to what we know it and uh, we'll be pumping again. Yeah, hopefully. I think we all hope, all hope for that as well. Uh, it's a bit, of a, in a bit of a dire situation at the moment, but hopefully it will get back to what it was. Uh, this week, huge show on the cards. We're going to look at uh, look back at the Adelaide away victory. Uh, Member of the week returns. Victory secret returns. It's been a long time since. Long victory time secret. between drinks. We get to roll the music out again. Uh, R.I.P. George exciting. Michael. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so a bit of a big scoop there. Uh, we're going to do a mid-season report card. So we are, I think, about 13 or 14 games into the season. Now we're pretty much smack bang in the middle of it. We're going to do a mid-season report card. Every player who's played for the Bucks so far this season will be rated and ranked and we'll, you know, we'll pump some people up. We'll, we'll have some pot shots at some people, but maybe just... Uh, Get uh, yeah, get uh, some opinions out there, and then we'll look ahead to the next match against Brisbane Raw on Friday night. Music theme. Now we're going to do a bit of a FBS series over the next three weeks. We're going to do um, some choice picks of each of the hosts, um, and then we're going to begin this week with Buds, who's going to have a, ch- a choice of uh, of music this week. What are you going with exactly? I don't actually have a theme. Just anything you want. Yeah, I just put some bangers in there as usual. They'll be good, no doubt. So. Just enjoy like you usually do, because my selections are always choice. <laughs> so sit back, relax. For fuck's sake, you've got you. Let's go. <laughs> First niggas gotta find me. What's 50 grand to a motherfucker like me? Can you please remind me? Ball so hard, this shit crazy. Y'all don't know that don't shit face. And that's we go. Oh, for 82 when I look at you like this shit gravy. Ball so hard, this shit weird. We ain't even pope be here. Ball so hard since we here. It's only right that we be fair. Psycho, I'm libo. to go Michael. Take your pick. Jackson, Tyson, Jordan, game six. Tune, uh, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Do you want to do this? Since it is technically half of your company, or is it half of your company? I guess so, married. I don't even know it, but okay. I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah, go for it. Ambrosia Foil Design is located at uh, 115, uh, so one, sorry, 1 slash 15 Assembly Drive, Tullamarine. You forgot to mention they are as seen on the block and married at first <laughs> as sight. As seen on the block and married at first sight. Um, uh, bit, look, I'll just go to a little bit of a blurb. The yeah, business has changed a little bit over the last couple of months, so the retail side of the uh, business has closed, but um, Leanne is solely focusing on on the, uh, corporate events and um, and celebrations, if you like. So weddings, engagements, uh, your corporate events, your um, baptisms, bar mitzvahs, bridal yep. showers, baby showers, um, whatever you like. So uh, embrace at um on all your good social networks. Uh, is there anything else I've missed? And the phone uh, number. Well, the phone number, which is <laughs> 9338 And don't forget to mention FES when you call Ian up to discount. receive that 10% discount. What do you reckon the chances are of us organising perhaps a little, uh, maybe a bouquet or something like that organised for a, a competition winner at uh, 
at our FBS Live. Can certainly organise that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll chuck that in. And we might as well mention that now as well. Uh, for those of you who haven't been up to speed on Facebook or Twitter over the past few days, we have announced our live podcast, which is really big for us, uh, which will be held on February 11 at the Lomond Hotel. So the idea is that's, uh, that's the afternoon we play Newcastle away. It's the perfect time. They kick off at 5.30, which means the, the game will be wrapped up around about 7.30. Straight after full time, we'll be doing a live podcast on stage with an all-star panel uh, to be advised at this stage we are finalizing hopefully some big names hopefully uh, maybe a former player or two uh, and yeah some old favorites of FBS as well there'll be plenty of giveaways um, I think we'll have a lot of sud clothing to give away as well as stuff to um, to sell as well as uh, I think no fixed address are going to do some giveaways of walking tours hopefully Ambrose will do some giveaways I think we're gonna have some victory kits to give away uh, plenty for the punters uh, There's so much. There's drink specials drink for the specials. punters. There's $10 jugs of Bogues Draft on tap. So uh, $10 jugs, that's that's crazy prices. Zomato tells me that the uh, Lomon's food selection is pretty good. Good Unbelievable. pub Yep. Yeah, one of the best palmers I've had around town, that's for sure. Um, and for those taking part in the drink specials, uh, it's very easy to get to, isn't it? Uh, yep. So it's... Uh, well, if for people who aren't drinking, it's on the uh, well. There, there is parking on site and also off site. Uh, but if you're not drinking, or sorry, if you are drinking, if you want to get mortaled with uh, with buds and Dave and I. Um, it's very easy to get to. It's at the end of the 96 tram line, so it's directly outside the uh, all the stops there, directly uh, outside it. So uh, just catch a, if you're catching a train out from the Burbs, you can catch a train to Parliament. Get straight off, and the, the 96 tram will take you about 10 to 15 minutes up the road to the Lomond Hotel. Um, so, very easy to get to and very easy to get home. And then, if you want to kick on afterwards, go go ahead, Tune. I was just going to say, a bloke at work asked me today, Josh, yeah. is that going to actually be streamed live or is it going to be recorded live and then. No, so it's going to be recorded live with a live audience, so people are going to watch us. Maybe we'll try and do some Facebook live streaming as well. We haven't utilised that feature too much, but maybe we'll do that. But, yeah, the idea is a live podcast in terms of a live audience coming in and getting amongst it. And then, as I said, if you want to kick on afterwards, um, we're going to be there still. There's going to be live bands playing. I'm going to organise some bands. I'm going to book some bands. And then I'm going to play a DJ set afterwards to finish off the night. I think it's going to close up about... 2 or 3 a.m., so I'm going to go right through. What's the DJ? Uh, non- DJ, the DJ Reluctant Italian. No, it's, it's DJ Pleasure. That's my name. Pleasure. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, it wasn't given to me. By, uh, well, it was given to me. I didn't uh, bestow that name upon myself. It wasn't myself. given to you by any of your sexual partners, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, let's not go there, Dave. Let's uh, Zinger. slippery slope. <laughs> a slippery, slippery slope. Uh, let's talk about this game. I, I reckon this might ignite a bit of debate because, Buds, I was reading your your post on the melbournevictory.net forum and it seemed like you perhaps had a different opinion of this win to perhaps Dave and I. Uh, my opinion is that we won the game, which is great. I mean, no one's no one's saying, uh, debating that at all. But I feel like the performance was anything but convincing. I thought on any other night we would have been buried by any other team and I didn't wasn't you know wasn't really satisfied with that performance. I'm very happy with the win, but I thought that if they took their chances, we would have, uh, we would have lost that game. Do you want to go first, Dave, and then I'll have a bit of a rebuttal? Or well, yeah, I, I don't think I'll, there'll be too much that I'll we disagree on. I'll add to what Jace has said. I thought, you know, obviously there's absolutely uh, nothing to argue with about the result. Two great goals, a clean sheet, three points on the road in, in torrid conditions. Um, but I just thought there were times during the game, particularly in the second half, where we could have controlled the tempo a lot more. Uh, we coughed up possession far too much. Uh, and I think in a game like that, it would have been a lot more valuable to keep the ball a lot more and make 
Adelaide run around in those conditions. Uh, I think we just showed some vul vulnerabilities. Um, obviously, we didn't get punished, but I think better sides will punish us. So that's my only takeaway or my only sort of postscript on that. Great result, but a little bit of an uninspiring performance all round. Buds, you go. I thought it was an, a thoroughly professional uh, away win. Yes. Almost perfect. Uh, Adelaide are shit. Yeah. So we we let them have a bit of space. Yeah. Uh, we we let them run around. We let them control some tempo. And you know what we did? We stayed compact and we went bang bang. We took the points and we ran in what was what was it uh, about? Still about f above thirty degrees. Yeah, it was at about nine pm at night. Yeah. It did dip a fair bit. Uh, Tune, I guess you can be a bit of a tiebreaker here, or you, perhaps you can side with Buds. What did you think of the game? Yeah, look, I, I tend to, to agree a little bit with what Bud said. Uh, I thought the performance was solid considering uh, the conditions. And I know that uh, when we talk about conditions, both teams have to play. Um, but it was never going to produce great football, uh, considering the, the heat and humidity. Um, I thought that a little, we were a little bit more direct than we have been uh, in past yeah, weeks. So um, not uh, utilising those flanks, which kept uh, Rice a little bit uh, quiet. Uh, we tended to, to sort of play that six and then straight to the, the ten and the eight and, um, and have uh, Bess uh, spin off. Um, so, look, in, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the performance, I thought going to the... You know, you'd sign off on a 2-0 win uh, in Adelaide every day of the week, regardless of how we play. Um, I, I guess my broader opinion is that I really haven't seen great football from any team in the league uh, this season, um, to be honest. Um, if you look, if if you sort of uh, sit and analyse uh, most games, there's so much turnovers in, in the middle of the park. There's no control possession whatsoever, um, and a lot of goals are coming from 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 errors. So, um, uh, you know, in terms of looking at Polish performances, maybe Sydney have, have, have produced a, a few. Well, you saw um, last night. Um, well, yeah, last night against Central Coast, Sydney were at sixes and sevens. Yeah, Central Coast, right. Central Coast almost pinched that that's one. Right. So they, they fell in a heap. Yeah. And we're at a point where I know Adelaide have only had one win, but um, on any day they could beat any side in the league. So yeah, I think it's the A League in general as well. You can, really any side can almost beat any other team in the league on their day. So I mean, it's what keeps the league exciting, I suppose. Almost very nearly happened yesterday, as you mentioned, with Central Coast almost getting at least a point against yeah. Sydney. Uh, performances that stood out for you, uh, James Teresi, obviously the shining light from that game. Uh, scored a peach of a goal as well as also the assist from a, a set piece which he has been which I guess we've been critical of so far this season uh, but yeah he's uh, his performance was amazing and just adding to that form that we knew was there but now he's really getting recognition for it really coming into his own um, we've been talking about it it's been a slow burn for him slowly finding his feet in the league again and we've talked about how during his first stint at the club it was very much the same and he ended up dominating the A-League in that first stint late on. Uh, so I think we can only expect even better. And Kev actually mentioned that, uh, that he thinks Troisi can actually better. play yep. a lot better. Yep. Beautiful build-up to the goal. Five passes. Five passes after a turnover. Only person in the world that didn't think it was a great goal was Andy Harper. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, was yeah. It, was it a foul, though? No, nah, no, nah, I think it was just no. a 50-50 clash in midfield. I think he's just gone over with the momentum. Uh, yeah. If, if Felrich had stood up, 
it would have it would have just been body to body, and they both would have just turned it and ran. So. Um, back to Tracy, Dave. Uh, I think that look, his first touch is sublime, and, and and if we remember back to that ball that he played for for FBK, that one on one that he missed, that was just unbelievable. That, mm. that vision. So, um, yeah, well done to him. And I thought uh, Captain Carl's performance, I think, is a little bit underrated. Cut everything um, off, didn't he? Yeah, Last week we spoke about how we're not talking about him, and he the amount we, we talk. Sorry, we talk yeah. about the conditions. Yeah. Okay, the the Bureau of Meteorology said in Melbourne it was going to be oppressive. Um, <laughs> it was hotter over there. He covered so much ground the other night. It was unbelievable. unbelievable. I would have loved to have been there. It was there very Grella-esque, yeah. Buds. And I mentioned that to Dave today. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I guess we're comparing. Uh, you know, Grella was a great player uh, for so many years. But um, that performance from Valeria on Saturday night certainly reminded me of what, uh, what Vinnie Grella used to do for the Socceroos. Mm. Captain's game. Captain's yep. game. Um, very scrappy second half in the game too. I thought extremely scrappy. Thought uh, we gave we gave them a lot of space. But I think we just sized them up and said they're shit and we can we can do this. Uh, ref lost the ref lost a fair bit of control as well. A lot of cards. I think ten cards in total was mm. yeah ridiculous towards the end. Mm. Just as a little bit of a side note uh, to the game and the fact that Maxi Beister was left out of the squad altogether, yeah. that generated quite a bit of discussion on Twitter and the forum pre-game and, of course, after the game. Um, do we think he was left out purely from a, a tactical point of view, not being able to handle those sorts of conditions while someone like Austin, you know, be able to exploit the full-backs of Adelaide late on in the game whilst Beister's a bit more crafty? What do you think? Um, I, don't, I don't know how long it takes for a, a professional athlete to get, to get match fit, but I think it's bordering on a little bit of ridiculous. I, I, think, uh, I think football fans in this country, <laughs> um, you know, are not are not sort of um, what's the word um, patient or no, no, no. I think we're we're a little bit more uh, educated to oh, know okay. that uh, having followed football for so many years that you know a player, event, yeah. you know, within two or three weeks. He's gonna. He's training every day. I mean, well, I was, I was going to bring up an article uh, mainly because someone raised the uh, the chance or the question of Donaghy playing for the Socceroos, um, which <laughs> on, it was on the four four two website, which must get promptly uh, spotted away. But in that article as well, towards the end of the article, uh, Musket was also pressed on Bicester. This was just before the Adelaide game, and you know what Bicester's doing, and you know if he's you know getting. Going to get any kind of game time or any decent game time anytime soon, and I thought Musket's tone towards um, how Bicer was going has significantly changed in the last few weeks since he obviously when he first came here. It was all about getting, getting fitness and things like that. It seemed like perhaps he hasn't, uh, he's not up to not up to par at the moment, which uh, is interesting. Very interesting what is going on there. Uh, you have to be worried if a guy is being left out uh, because it might be too hot and we're playing in a summer league. Let's let's assume that it wasn't. Due to the heat, and it's just purely based on Kev thinking Austin is a better option right now. Full stop. Yeah. Where, where does that leave us uh, with a, a player that can't even make the match day squad, who's taking up a visa spot? Well, it doesn't got... doesn't matter anymore. We're getting results. Who cares? Oh look, I, I respect the fact yeah. that it doesn't matter in yeah. in, in terms of the week to week results. But I guess it's a bit of a concern. You know, it was only last week we were laughing at City about having Sorensen on yeah. the bench. You know, yeah. so. You know, is this something that, you know, it's a loan deal? You know, uh, it's quite possible that we just simply cut the loan deal off. Well, that's what I've been saying. Um, if, if, 
yeah, he. It's it's not like the uh, Oli Bazanic situation where we've got him stuck for three years and we're yeah. sitting there going, shit, what's going on here? Yep. This is money down the drain. This guy's going to be back on a plane or someone else is going to give him a go. Well, when I'll tell you, the real test will be the fact that we have three games now within a week. Yeah. So if he doesn't get any sort of minutes or any sort of uh, appearances during those three games, then, yeah, the bells are tolling. I'm kind of over it. I don't care. I trust in Kev yeah. now. I'm all, yeah, yeah. All, all, all trusting in Kev. Um, You'd want to have someone lined up if you're going to send him on a plane home, though. He might start this game. Yeah. This may be, cal- this may be a calculated thing. Maxi, you're staying home. Um, I was pretty happy with the minutes that Austin and Ingham got. They got good minutes, unfortunately. Yeah. Rojas looked to have had a serious ankle injury, but I don't think that's as serious as it looked now. Yeah. He was able and to ride it off for a small period of time. Obviously, with adrenaline and stuff like that, you're not sure what that means for, for the future. He FBK got booked and Kev could see the way that the match was uh, deteriorating with yeah. cards and that, and he subbed him. So, um, so there's no doubt that Rojas will be rested for one of these next two games. Um, if you had to pick, you know, the... Brisbane game, do we play him for the Brisbane game or do we just leave him at home for Wellington? What, what's the option here? You know, do we, you know, it's his home home country in New Zealand as well. So, so we have a game on Friday I and then followed by the game with, on Tuesday. Or not, his ankle will come up as well yeah. uh, for Friday. So um, given the choice, I'd say we play him on Friday night and possibly give him the rest for the Wellington game. I think I'm, I'm confident we can get over Wellington over there yeah. regardless. Agreed. Their form's improved. Um, let me ask you about FBK. I thought his form was a little bit down. I mean, I'm being reactionary on one game because his form has been great so far. Didn't have the best game. Bazanich, a bit of a mixed game as well. Uh, very nearly almost coughed up um, a goal because of his, uh, I guess, uh, lackadaisical approach to defending. That one on 13 minutes yeah. near the start. In the Ab- absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely disgraceful that yeah. was. Sirio just basically walked but up. But he saw and him took coming. That's the him. thing. You could see him coming yeah. from, the, from the side. Yeah. Uh, he should have got his body right. Right, but oh, he didn't. I was fuming when that happened. I just thought to myself, at your level, I, I was almost going to unload. You know, I was going to yeah. say, "This is our marquee player." Yeah. And and seeing yeah, him, one step to the left, and Dasiro uh, would have went straight through his back and would have been a yeah, freaking. If that was the Adelaide of last year, that would have been in the back of the yeah. net. So. But then someone sent us a tweet after the game saying, "I hope you pump up Bazanich this week." I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. I didn't say anything that was decent about it. <laughs> Maybe because game. Adelaide <laughs> didn't score from it, we should pump up his yeah, tyres. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another guy that I read uh, on the forums and on the twitters that uh, people have started to get stuck into a little bit, Lawrence Thomas. Pe- people reckon really? he's a bit off the boil. I thought he was very good. Six six well, saves in a clean sheet. I was say he's probably the best keeper we've had since, since yeah, Mitch. Yeah, there's, there's been a bit of supported discontent with his last two performances. I, I think thought, it's a very small minority of yeah. people that are coming up with this sort I, of thing. Yeah, um, I couldn't believe it. Um, I think sometimes people just say things for the hope of sounding novel going against the grain. <laughs> you know, like... And oh then, yeah, just yeah. try to be provocative. Yeah. Yeah, and then if it if it works out and you know Lawrence ends up you know stagnating, so. yeah. they're able to actually point to the fact that they said it a year yeah. ago. You know, it's yeah. No, amazing. I think uh, yeah, Lawrence Thomas is doing a fine job. The victory doing a fine job. That's five, five in the trot in the now. weekend, wasn't it? Six, yeah. six, six. Five in the trot now for victory. I think twenty-two out of a, a possible twenty-four points from the last uh, six games. So last eight games, that's uh, three times eight. Yep. Twenty-four. Jason. Yep. <laughs> let's uh, let's get on to Mehmet. Yeah. What do you do? You know. Um... When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's Mehmet Jurakovic. 
Flatulence. It's uh, it's a normal thing in life. Everyone does it. It's not so, not so often though that you get caught doing it on camera um, and letting out it looked like a triumphant fart. And uh, that was the case on Saturday night as uh, one of the victory support staff, I believe his name is Anthony Cray, is that right? Anthony Cray. 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 He was letting out, yeah, one of the uh, most ginormous uh, farts I've ever seen in my life because uh, that, that face was just like... It's one of those ones where it's building up and you have yeah. to sit to one side. Yeah. You've got to sit to one side because if you don't, there's a chance you could, you know, follow through. Well, it's one of those oh. ones where you've been sitting at dinner in a restaurant all night yeah. and you can't wait to get outside to <laughs> <laughs> get in the car. So I'm, the sure, is, I'm sure he's copped a lot. I'm sure he's copped a lot this week from oh, yeah. people who would have seen it. Obviously, on Twitter and Facebook, he copped it. If you haven't seen it yet, you can jump on our Twitter and our Facebook and have a look at the photo that we posted ad nauseum over the course of the game on Saturday. Uh, I'm sure he's copped it a lot from, from the... Uh, from the team as well because they would have all seen it after the match and uh, you know, lately we've been doing memets we've been having fence at people but I thought I'd have a bit of fun with it this week. Yeah, the, uh, the touchline seats were pretty empty because I think JP DeMarino uh, takes up yep. two seats on his own and uh, <laughs> Korea was just sitting there thinking, oh, it's just me and Kev. Let's unload. He really squeezed that out, the, uh, the facials. Um, yep. the, yeah, the facials are real. Yeah. Yep. He did it like, he actually... You know, people say dance like no one's watching. Yeah. He farted like no one was watching. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely farted like he was in a room by himself, didn't yeah. he? Not outside uh, within about, you know, the space of about 12,000 people and, you know, thousands of people watching at home. So, yeah, this week, the uh, the member of the week goes to Anthony Crowell. Victory Secret. Victory Secret is back. It's been a long time between drinks since we've uh, since we've run with anything, and uh, this week we reckon we've got something pretty decent. So our uh, our sources tell us that Melbourne Victory defender Jason Guerrier has signed on with the Vuck for another two years, which is pretty big news. Um, not only because I thought he was well and truly gone um, to Europe after this year, once his contract was due to expire, um, but that the fact that it's also a pretty decent uh, side of business for the victory who could then you know, on-sell him, a guy who's destined for Europe, um, off after the uh, the next season for perhaps a bit of a transfer fee. Um, yeah, so pretty decent business for victory and a great signing for us as well. As I said, I think he's destined for Europe, so to hold on to him for... Definitely one, possibly two more years with this two-year deal is uh, quite good. Yeah, so, I mean, we talk about Jason Guerrier in the same sort of bracket as we do a Josh Risden in terms of being, you know, on the outskirts of the national team. He's probably dropped off the radar a little bit this season because of his form, but in the last three to four weeks, we've seen a much improved... The old Jason Guerrier is what we've seen. Yep. And I think two more years... Obviously, it's it's all about the fact that, you know, if someone does come knocking, we're able to actually negotiate a fee. And I think this is a great two-way uh, development because Melbourne Victory have put a lot of time into Jason Guerrier and his career mm-hmm. has led him, you know, to higher places, getting a Socceroo call-up and, yeah. and all those sort of things. So it's a mutual benefit thing. It's great news. 
was first exposed to the A-League system at Brisbane Raw Youth. I think he started off there before coming over to the victory. Uh, as I said, I've said this twice already, the third time, he's destined for Europe, obviously. Did the fact that he's started the year perhaps mean that he had less options towards the end of this season and then has signed on as, as a result? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Um because I thought he was gone. He's 23 years old. I thought he was gone at the end of the season. Everyone knows his quality. Yeah. Um, I just think now that he's back in form, this is the best time to sign. You know, this, maybe maybe he's had a contract in front of him and his agents and that have held out for more money and more money. And a good month of football means a lot in mm. terms of dollars. There's no doubt that his last month has been uh, back to the Jason Geary that we, that we know and we were accustomed to last season. So I still think he's got a little bit more to give. Um to get back to maybe what we've seen. Yeah, he has had a real breakout year. He has to probably establish himself in the Socceroos setup. Um, you know, probably not starting eleven, but certainly consistently making the squad. Uh, he did lose his obviously his, uh, his spot in the last few months or so. So he needs to, I guess, have that have that consistency. And then, um, yeah, yeah, the door is ajar in so far as the national team is concerned. It wasn't that long ago where left back was a real problem, but now we seem to have. You know, Brad Smith and um, Alex Gersback, young, good left fullbacks that are that are there for the future. At right back, there's been you know a bit of a merry-go-round as to who plays permanently in that role. Um, Milos Degenek hasn't nailed it down. We saw Milligan play there a few months back. So for someone like Jason, you know, there's there's the opportunity there to really blossom now. Mm. So yeah, big victory secret. Uh, not sure, not too sure when the club's going to reveal that. Uh, perhaps soon. I'm assuming soon. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. They'll, yeah. they'll call our bluff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's uh, that's victory secret for this week. Sponsor of For Fuck's Sake is the LIT services. You can contact Pete for any help on anything IT related. You can reach Pete at 1-800-843-695, which is 1-800-THE-OWL at the LIT services. They give a hoot. Hello to Pete. He's almost off crutches, Pete. He did break his ankle for those who are... moon boot nearly. Those who are following the continuing adventures of Pete from our IT services, he broke his ankle, he's uh, off crutches. I'm sure he'll be in attendance at Fozza Football, which we'll talk about in, uh, at the end of the show. So one of the big events of, uh, of Melbourne Victory Forum. Uh, the biggest. Yeah, the biggest the biggest event on the calendar for Melbourne Victory Forum members. Uh, we're going to do a, a report card. Well, Dave's going to do a report card and we'll tell... We'll tell them if we agree or not. So uh, we're going to go through, as I said, it's the halfway mark of the season and it's time to rate the players as they have lined up over the course of the season, I believe. So far, uh, of a 23-man squad, we've used 21 players. Um, Pasquale is gone, so he not he won't be rated, but we'll try and go through quickly uh, and then go through yeah, the goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders and then forwards. So let's start off with, uh, with the goalkeepers, Dave. Yeah, and before I jump into the players, I'll just mention that so for those players that have only played like a one or two games 
and depending on their role at the club and what's, I guess, to be expected. Yeah. Let's not read too much into it. It'll usually be a C or a D for those sorts of players, like a pass mark. Yeah. So. so I guess what how they're, how they're matching up to their expectations at the start of the season, and obviously it'd be like a school grading, so you know, you're A, B, C, D, et cetera, et cetera. So Dave, let's kick us off with the goalkeepers. I'm, I'm, I guess we'll start off with um, the guy who's played one game, uh, Matthew Acton. Yeah, I've given Matt Acton a C, just yeah. the pass mark. He's done um, enough. Yeah, I think he it was a win, and uh, I think yeah. he kept a clean sheet too. So yeah. good enough. Yeah, you could argue that he deserves better, but it's one game. Could say he's the most winningest player on the team at the moment, 100% win rate. The only one, yeah, with the 100% win rate. Uh, Lawrence Thomas, he's uh, obviously played all but one game that Acton played. Um, has been, I think, amazing as well and truly solidified his spot as our number one keeper for many years to come. Lawrence gets an A. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot. There was a lot of discussion prior to this season starting how he would perform being the outright number one. In previous seasons, of course, we had situations where he was the understudy and came in late and obviously excelled. This was a different circumstance leading up, and I think he's uh, handled it quite well. Yeah, I agree. And um, I just want to mention the character of the man too. You know, he hasn't been understudy for that long, um, coming in and, uh, and and performing at you know, the biggest club in the country, uh, I think it's tremendous for him and for us. And like I said earlier, I think he's the best keeper we've had since Mitch Langrak. Yeah, I believe so as well. Um, certainly, yeah, is well-deserving of our number one role. And I think, yeah, hopefully he signs on for many years to come. Uh, I think he re-signed maybe last year as well for maybe, maybe in two years or something like that. So, yeah, he's certainly, certainly uh, better down that spot for us. Moving on to the defenders, uh, Dave, who are we going to start off with? We're going to start with Nick Ansel. Yeah. Um, I've given Nick a C. He's lost his spot in yeah. the team. Um, just through no, no fault of his own, wasn't in bad form, just got injured and then hasn't been able to reclaim that spot. I think it may have been injured around about the time we started on this streak. So um, with Donnerkey coming in and uh, doing his job, uh, unfortunately Ansel has lost his spot, but by no means does that mean that Ansel is... Uh, it's worthless to this team. I think he's still got a lot to offer. Yeah, and he'll, of course he'll get his opportunity this yep. week with Burrow suspended. So Yeah, opportunity to try and push it up to a B this week. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and onto that man you mentioned, James Donachy. I've given James an A. Yeah. Um, reason being is, you know, he had to work to get into the first team, took his opportunity and has now cemented his spot in the side, scoring a goal from a set piece as well. Yeah, since the uh, ICC, we saw him and uh, Burrow together and we thought, oh, what could be of this? Thought Ansel would be the first pick. He's worked his ass off. Donicky lad. Shoves Melbourne City players in the face. Love him. Yep. That uh, was a I, big big factor in giving him an A as well, just the fact that yeah, he's, he's just got an a, a lad. all year for that. I didn't realise he played over 60 games for Brisbane. He played quite a bit of, uh, of football for Brisbane. So he, he came to us as a pretty much established A-League player and has gone from strength to strength. And what a luxury to have now as well with him and Ansel sort of fighting for one posse. Um, you know, going deeper into the season, it's not a luxury that Sydney have anymore with Yerman gone. Um, so I think for us it's, uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, well put. And, you know, the other position is obviously occupied by Alan Burrow. There was a lot of speculation and a lot of, you know, nervous Melbourne Victory fans as the season sort of kicked off. You know, he had the biggest boots to fill out of any central defender in A-League history, I feel, um, coming in for Mathieu Delpierre. And I've awarded Alan an A for yeah, this I season agree. so far. Yeah, I agree. I put, sorry, I put my hand up and say that I, after four weeks, yeah. I thought, why have we wasted a visa spot on this guy? Yeah. Surely there's someone in the VPL or the MPL. 
that can do this job. I think it's also that he didn't actually look like a centre back when we yeah. first saw him. Um, when you go from Del Pierre to, 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 to Barrow, yeah. but uh, yeah, look, a uh, little nitty gritty defender. Uh, your Sergio Ramos type, um, yeah, has been good also. Perhaps, uh, perhaps something though we do get wrong sometimes is that expecting overseas players to come in and have an impact straight away. It's going to take some time for them to find their feet and that's obviously that's what happened with Barrow. Uh, but well and surely a rock in our defence at the moment and uh, yeah, happy to have him as part of our back four at the moment. Now to round out the rest of the back four, obviously the full backs now, I'm going to talk about Jason Guerrier who we've already spoken about in uh, the Victory Secret this week. But this was a bit hard because he was extremely disappointing at the start yep. of the season. I've gone C plus slash B, yep. um, mainly C plus for the overall season, but yep. definitely improving. Yeah, he's part of a, a back four now that is really functioning on, you know, firing on all the cylinders. So for that, you'd say that he's, you know, he's part of a, a really good back four at the moment. His form wasn't great to start the season, but we did discuss it. His last month has been has been pretty impressive. We'll move on to which one you want to do, Broxham or Georgievsky? I was going to talk about uh, the evergreen and ever ready Broxham, as yep. I like to call him, because what a, a plus, what a, a plus. I've I've gone A. Um, <laughs> But I'm happy to be... Uh, no, I just think, I mean, how, how amazing is it that you can throw this guy anywhere? He starts off every season, when you, when you put your top 11 together or your best 11 for victory, he starts every season on the bench. And by the end of the year, he ends up in your top 11 mm. at every season. He does what he can every year. He started a grand final at right back. He took Gary's spot off him. And when we you know, won a championship, he plays in the midfield when, when we need him to. He plays left back, never played left back before in his life and has done everything that's ever asked of him. So A plus for me. Put it to you like this, Jay. So he, he, probably, he wins the best clubman yeah. most years, so voted by the players. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the most versatile player we have. Yeah. Longevity. He's been there since the second season. Yeah. As passionate Melbourne Victory supporters, like, hey, can you not love this guy? I still find yeah. it um, you know, astounding that, that some supporters will still... Um, talk bad of the bloke. Like, yeah. He's so underrated, isn't he? He's still? so underrated. And, like, if I had to buy a, an official Vuck jersey tomorrow, it would be <laughs> Broxham I'd, I'd get printed on the back. I was just going to say, if I was to buy a badge, I'd be buying a Lee Broxham badge. <laughs> <laughs> to pin to your scarf? Yeah. yeah Unbelievable. So for mine, he'd be up there as one, he's, he's one of our, he must be the one best of our most favourite players. You, you would have dealt with him personally, would yeah. you? He must be the best teammate. Yeah. He'd be unbelievable. What gets me too, he's from Knox, but he speaks with a... A European accent, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not from European descent. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's in that Brett Holman mold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, us instead yeah. of us. I oh, know. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's actually an English thing too. Uh, yeah, us yeah. versus the us. Look, great bloke, great player. Um, you know, twelve years of the A League. Uh, you know, you can't not love these. You've convinced for me, me. For me, he's up there with Archie Thompson. You've convinced me. A plus. There we go. <laughs> um, the guy uh, who, uh, whose spot he got. Uh, yeah, Daniel Georgievsky. It's a curious one. I've, I've awarded him a C plus. Now, a little bit harsh perhaps, but I think where we expected his game to be and, you know, locked on left back, he's now having to play second fiddle to a guy whose natural position is not a left back at all. Um, yeah. And he can't break back into the side. A little bit unfortunate because he broke his Injury, collarbone. Yeah. But um, During a game that he was bossing, by the way, as well. 
So he was playing really well in that it game. It was against the Phoenix, though. That yeah. game, uh, <laughs> we smashed. But he, he was he was playing well in that game, and then hasn't uh, hasn't featured in the uh, in the in the first eleven uh, yet. He's or been starting. a victim of circumstance yeah. this year. Uh, still got a lot to offer. So yeah. it's and a C plus, but it's a good C plus. And the same with yep. the centre back position too. So luxury we have to have two ample players to you know, be able to slot in there. And that sort of rings true to what we were saying. A couple of weeks back, when we were discussing the fact that our bench right now is just extremely yeah. loaded, so yeah, it's really good. Moving on um, to the mids, yeah. Look, got? I'll probably count Stefan Negro as a defender mainly yeah. because when he comes in to the side, he usually is asked to play left back or right back. This season, he had to. I think there was a bit of an experiment with playing him at left back for one game, and that failed. Um, and yeah, so I've I've awarded him a C. Limited opportunities. It's a pass mark. He's had two games. So. Yeah. So then what are we moving on to next? Uh, midfield. Who do you want to start off with in the midfield? Okay. So I think we're going to start with our marquee midfielder, Oliver Bazanich. Um, played every game. Uh, but I still think, you know, not delivering. I don't think he's been had, had a bad season. But I think for what we expect of a marquee player, it's just a pass mark at the moment. So it's a C for me. Up and down, isn't he? I mean, we've we've gone over this so many times that he doesn't he's not doesn't he's not playing the role that he's he's accustomed to or is you know natural with. So what more can you expect of him? Um, I guess it's a pass mark because of how we're going in the league. I mean, the team is playing well, uh, but he just could produce so much more. Or could he? Because at the same time, do we need him to do what James Teresi is doing? What do you need? What do you need Oliver Bazan no, to do right different now? Different players and playing different positions, but. Um uh, I, I, I agree with what you guys have said. Um, I think this week was, he was back to his uh, old habits, whereas uh, the fortnight before I thought he was sort of getting back to um, to what we saw when he was good last season. Um, so, look, so hopefully it was a one-off and, uh, and he turns it around. When he asserts himself on a game, he can be influential. I think you're, you're exactly right that we, we, we just saw he was retreating a lot. He, he was timid. So, look, I'd rather see the assertive Oliver Bazanich out there. Um, purely for marquee status, uh, doesn't do it for mine. I still don't know where his best position is yeah. on the field. I still don't think Kev knows where the best position is to play him. He's still playing him. He's averaging about 75 minutes a game. Um, I'm not sure. Fox Sports commentators have been saying, like, Bozza yesterday says he's been excellent. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I think... Of him too harshly. Yeah. I'm not sure. He's a hard one. I guess at the end of the day, though, as I said, the form of the team has been quite good. If it's not completely broken, then we don't need to fix it at this stage. Uh, we can do Valeri. Carl Valeri. Yeah. It's an A. Yeah. Um, has only missed a couple of games, but if you look at the record, you know, we've only lost once when he's been in the side. Uh, incredible, incredible captain. Uh, and we really got, you know, first-hand footage of what he can do uh, in that most recent game, and and how influential he can be, taking into account also what he went through last season, um, not having played uh, with that injury that no one knew about yep. whether he was going to come back at all, um, it's a sort of hit the ground running um, as he has been uh, has been tremendous. I think, love him, uh, love him being the face of the club, the captain. We've dealt with him personally uh, twice at uh, yep. at Nadia's uh, Luca event and uh, at the v- uh, Victory Vigium Business, business. Yep. Uh, this year, earlier this year. He's an absolute gentleman and we get such value for money out of him. He, sh- he could be on our marquee wages easily. Guy's an absolute star. Yep. 
just classic victory in every sense of the word just embodies everything about the the spirit and the culture of the of the side and what we try and you know establish in terms of culture in, in this club the next one i've got here is rashid mahazi now i've got this rashid mahazi he's played six games and i couldn't tell you which game he played because <laughs> it's been so long since he's been in the team and obviously we have a very settled squad at the moment but uh, it's been quite a while since he's featured for victory yeah it's hard to you know be too assertive on on what he's offered up i've yeah. given him a c um People, I think, out there expect way too much of a guy who's basically a fifth-string midfielder. Yeah, he's he's the he's the type of player that the A-League squads have to have yep. in their team. So you know, look at other other squads have guys like Jacob Pepper and you know that that sort of level player that they're earning you know smallish wages compared to some of the other guys. You have to have them in the squad, and when they come in, you have to hope that they just do a job. So yep. yeah, let, let's not expect too much of the guy. I think um, you know he's a decent player. Rashid's living the dream. And I, I'm, I'm happy for Rashid to live the dream as a Vak player. A little bit. He still has to play go to Epping every few weeks and play in shitty times. He's got a pro contract, gets yeah. free supplements, gets free gym, free shoes, free, free clothes. Gear, yeah. Free Copa Mundials. Girls. And you get to tell girls in nightclubs who are a football player. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's pretty good. You met you met one of his friends at the pub the other week. I you did. Said I, you said I host the Victory Podcast. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm friends with Rashid Mahazi. That's right. Yeah. I got, go. a, I got a number. Yeah. She was... Yeah. yeah, she's all right. Yeah, bang it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, we'll move on to the forwards. Yeah. And uh, there are so many forwards to go through. Geez, we have a lot of forwards. We uh, do. Who do you want to start off with? Uh, well, I guess you can sort of consider James Troisi um, oh, yeah. an attacking midfielder yeah. slash forward. But let's talk about him first. I've awarded him an A. Um, there's, there's a lot of A's because we are performing yeah. extremely well. And this man has really started to turn it on. So... Um, if he continues in this manner, it'll be an A-plus before too long. Classic number 10 for me. Um, uh, could easily go overseas again. I hope, hope he doesn't. I hope he stays with us. But um, just creating so many chances for his, for his teammates, drawing players, uh, creating spaces in behind. Um, first touch the blind, like I said. There's not much more you can ask for him. I know Kev's alluded to the fact that he's probably got a little bit more to give. That's fantastic if he has, but I'm 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 happy if he puts out performances every week like he did on Saturday night. Another Italian starring for the Vark. Is he Italian? I think he's half half. Well, they introduced his nephew on TV on the weekend as Ilya. <laughs> <laughs> Hardly an Italian name. So he is he half? Doesn't mean his whole family's Italian. Well, I saying. think. Uh, sorry, just to butt in here. Uh, Michael intro an article today about Tracy and his future. What does he do? Does he stay here, or does he go? I think the reason why he only signed for one year was is that he's hopeful he, he'll yeah. be picked up again. Absolutely, yeah. He's got an agent that you know. Some sometimes you, we talk about the fact that Jason Garrier signed a two-year deal. Some agents are kind of have have this approach of let's keep a guy here where he's at his best and he's playing week in week out. But then on the flip side with Troisi, you've got guys who are constantly trying to look for that better deal, that better option, regardless of the context or the circumstances that are happening. I think James Troisi at this level is an excellent player. Now, you could argue that he could go on to a different league. Um, And I don't think he did too badly at Belgium. I don't know exactly why things fell over for him there, but... You know, it's, new it's, manager, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was a new manager and that those, these things just happen with football. At Zolti Waragam, he was good. He yeah. was very Who's good. Who's that, Buds? Zolti Waragam. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, I, just, I, I think that uh, he'll just end up in China like everyone else. Yeah. 
He's been not. there. He's been there. He's it's he's, a sh- he's accustomed to what it's like. It's a shame there. though, because as Michael Lynch pointed out, I mean, he's been toiling away for the last ten years, you know, in and out of you know different teams, uh, you know, in he's every quite, different he's continent. Kind of, he's kind of he's never cracked. Nomad, it. He's he? never cracked it anywhere. Has yeah. He? He was at Newcastle and only ever played a, I think, a pre-season game. He was on Juventus' books for a little bit. Yeah, he never cracked it there. Where where else was he in Italy? Atalanta? Atalanta. Well-travelled. There's no doubt that he's got all sorts of potential, but he's actually now... You know, he's nearing 30. Fast approaching 30, he's exactly. 30. So your, your best form over the last 10 years has been in the A-League. Why don't you just stay here? Be our marquee player. I agree. He's going to play Asian champion. Like he should, we should make Asian champion. Yeah, himself in the window. Yeah. yeah. Uh, move on to the next one. Who do Marco start Rojas, with? and it's an A plus. I'm sure A++. everyone would agree with me. Um, scoring goals, creating goals, just too good for the league. A way that you can judge your mark here is uh, performance over expectation. And I think everyone expected Marco to come back good. He is an international, and he has come back from a. Sh- pretty shocking torrid time overseas he smashed it from day one he smashed it from that first closed door friendly i think against uh adelaide uh, sydney fc or at, at amy and he's, he scored in nearly every single game you said that we expected him to be good i think the expectations were extremely high for marco rojas given his form when he you know first played for us the fact that he has been able to exceed already high expectations is just an absolute testament to him of how well he's come back. Um, he's completely switched on. He's got a goal to go back to Europe, of course. So we're reaping the rewards of that at the moment. Fahid Ben Kalfala has been given a B plus, yep. um, and I think the plus has been added on because he's now uh, reclaimed that starting spot. Uh, I think prior to that it might have been a B or a C plus, you, but yeah. You, you know what? For as much as we've talked about uh, Maxi Beister and what he's offered the team so far, he's offered us the form of Fahid Ben Kalfala because it's in direct correlation the uptake in Fahid's form with the arrival of Beister. So for, for if Beister does nothing else right now, it's still paid off because we have um, reaped the or yeah. got the benefits of uh, of Fahid's form. Look, has Fahid hit he, he his straps um, like he did during that, that championship year? For me, the answer is no. No. But uh, he's gradually sort of getting back to that. Um, I wouldn't take a Saturday night... Um, uh, I wouldn't look too much into it, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think he's been good over over the last month. Um, what I love most about Fahid is the, the, he keeps professing this love for Melbourne and it's genuine. Mm. Um, I, he says he's going to live here after... Oh, yeah. he's, staying. he's staying. Um, so, look, hopefully, uh, looking ahead, I know that we're doing this now, but looking ahead, I hope... Uh, he, um, he gets a role with the club when he finishes playing as well. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, that thing again that I brought up, the expectation versus performance. Yeah. Where was he at the end of last year? Mm-hmm. We thought, shit, we've got yeah. to get rid of this guy. We, we, we penned the Ben uh, for an extra year than we should have. Yeah. He's come out. He's smashed it. I think adjust, adjust Mark, Dave. Good. Okay. Uh, Bessar Barisha. A. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, leading goal scorer in the league at the moment are still, but I think he's still leading goal scorer in the league, isn't he? Yep. Yep. As in not all-time in this season. I mean, I know he's all-timer. Uh, so, yeah, he broke a record. Uh, his form, Bud says, was patchy at the start of the year. Obviously, he was. Uh, we did think he missed a step, um, but he has well and truly answered his critics in the last four to five weeks and uh, is uh, scoring consistently and uh, getting in all, right, all the right spots. Yeah, I'm going to back in my old mate Bud's here because... I don't care what anyone says, he was having a bad patch of form, Um, you know, and the fact that he's turned it around is testament to his character and it's testament to the fact that he's the sort of guy 
that will come through these bad patches and deliver. I'll play devil's advocate for one second and, and say that if he wasn't scoring, because he's uh, all it takes for, for best as we know is that, that five seconds to, to turn the game on its head. But um, his positional play and um, his passing, um, I thought I think has been well, I wouldn't say atrocious, but it hasn't been um, all that great. Does anyone anyone agree with that? Completely agree. Yeah, of course, Buds <laughs> agrees. Um, you can say that uh, Bessart Barisha is also uh, profiting from the excellent form of James Troisi. Yeah. Uh, since Troisi's form has improved, they've struck up a partnership, and Bess has latched onto a few of them. Doesn't have the same kind of partnership with Rojas because Rojas never passes to him, and Rojas always finishes. Uh, we'll move on now to, I think we've got a couple of guys who've been coming off the bench or you know, a bit um, yeah, on and off the bench. Uh, Mitch Austin. B plus, um, yep. you know, was locked in for a little while there, then suffered that injury, but was scoring goals. And probably, you know, one of those guys that has been, I guess, disadvantaged by the ascendance or re- re-emergence of um, Cal Fella. Very good bench player for me. Yep. Very happy to have him uh, as depth. Yeah, he's done and everything. We'll, we'll get better. And Jai Ingham's a B. Um, mm-hmm. Limited minutes, but he's taken every opportunity that's give, been given to him. Same vein as um, as Mitch Austin uh, and something that you said before, Dave. Uh, uh, we're very blessed with the depth we've got at the moment. I'll tell you what, uh, Jai Ingham has played... A total of eight games and has won six, drawn two, hasn't played in a losing side. So he's the absolute X factor when it comes to bench players. He is a super sub. Very good stats, Jase. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, we, won't, we won't rank George Howard. He's played one a minute. But yeah. I just want to, at Who? large, George Howard. I just want to say, I mean, we're, we're two for this guy. <laughs> George Howard? Yeah. Uh, do, you think, do you think he's I got think, what, it, think, uh, uh, what it takes me? I think Turner over here has something to say about George Howard. Do you? I, I just, I still can't. I still don't understand how he's on our books. To be honest, you wouldn't get a game against United. <laughs> um, just it has to go at the end of the season. I, I just can't see a future for him at our club. Yeah. And a big shout out to the uh, Howard family. Um, <laughs> Maxi Beister. Um, yeah. I've given Max the lowest mark out of everyone on the list, which may seem hard, but I've wow. given him a D. Um, and I'm actually a believer in Maxi, but yeah, I'm starting to have some doubts. Uh, I think, yeah, it could all very quickly turn around, as we know in football. But, yeah, it, it's some, some worrying signs given the, the pedigree and everything like that. He should be pushing for a starting yeah. role, not just pushing for a position on the bench. Uh, so I was a little bit taken aback by the fact that he was dropped from the match day squad altogether. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, writing's on the wall. Something's going on there. Uh, just there has to be an underlying issue, I think, Buds. Has to be an underlying issue. We, one of us really, or we all do, need to get down to training and just have a look to see what he gets up to. It might be a character thing. I, like, you know what Muskie's like. Uh, you don't want to rub Muskie on, on the wrong way. So. Well, he's had that reputation in Germany as being right. a, a, a person Probably who trouble. hasn't been easy to get along with in the dressing room. I did remark when he did score the goal for us when he came on in his debut that uh, the victory players got around him, you know, mm. really got around him. I thought yeah. perhaps he has been a, a breath of fresh, fresh air for the for the uh, dressing room, but perhaps not. But things uh, perhaps things have gone a little bit sour. He's got good social media form. He's all yeah. he's all very pro Melbourne and yeah. very happy to be here. So, mm. well, maybe it's just going to be an extended holiday for him. Really, bit of a yeah. gap year. Look, I think the, as I said earlier when we um, covered off on him, the the next three games uh, will be very telling. Yeah. So I think that covers off everyone. Uh, 
yeah, pretty decent uh, healthy, start healthy to the looking year. scorecard at the moment. It is, yeah, lots of A's. I don't think we've done too many um, scorecards in the past. I think we've done this in maybe our third one, and uh, not too many A's in the past. So yeah, good to um, to see so many guys getting A's. I think uh, a couple of A pluses. So yeah, decent. We'll do another one of those at the end of the season. Uh, but yeah, pretty good we start to the year. We forgot about Kev. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, Kev. Yeah, quick just one. One thing I really want to say about Kev, and uh, it's borderline B plus A for me to to just kick it off, but I think one of the really encouraging things for me has been he's starting to show a bit more flexibility. Uh, And that's really, I guess, he's growing as a manager. He's still very young in manager terms. Yeah, look, uh, I I tend to agree. I I don't buy into this... um these opinions that say, well, you know, Kevin Muscat's not a great coach, or you know, not good for Melbourne victory. Uh, look at look at the um, look at his record since he took over. Um, you know, the, the results speak for themselves. What I'd like to see a little bit more though is um, our tactical approach uh, later in games. I think, um, and this is another opinion I have across the board, across the whole league, where um, teams just tend to play the same throughout the throughout the entire match. Yeah. Um, you know, Saturday night there was an opportunity there to to sort of shore up shore up the game and uh, using the the, um, the old adage of shut up shop. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of uh, going back to the old ways of Catanaccio, for instance. I was going to say this is the Italian coming through <laughs> when you're here. No, it's not. Look, there's there's other ways to do it, of course. But um, you know, uh, when I say shoring up the defence, maybe throwing an extra six instead of playing that six, eight, and ten, um, and just play with two sixes and a ten. Uh, that's one example. Um, we just tend to to, to attack. Uh, the same way that we have in the initial part of games and it just leaves ourselves open um, and creates uh, channels in there when there shouldn't be. We should be closing out games and, and not letting teams uh, opportunity to get back into it. I don't think I could have said anything better myself, so let's move on. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, pretty decent. So I agree with you guys. I think he's done a great job so far. Um, has perhaps improved a little bit over the last few years or essentially, especially last year when um, there are a few, uh, a few moments that made you scratch your head a little bit. So that is the full report card, including players and the coach. A third and final sponsor is the No Fix Address Walking Tours. It is their mission to provide employment to Melbourne's marginalised and disadvantaged individuals through unique walking tours of obscure areas. As a proud sponsor of FVS, you'll get 20% off any two tickets or more with the code VUCK20. You can find them online and book that tour at nfacitytours.com. And as we mentioned, there'll be some giveaways of those tours at FBS Live on February 11. Uh, I've got a few minutes here um, to wrap things up and look ahead to the next game. It is against Brisbane Raw at home, 7.50 Friday night at Amy Park, second versus fourth. It's been a bit of a tough trot for us. We haven't beaten them in our last four encounters. Um, have copped yeah, a few uh, few losses and a couple of draws as well. So it's been a bit of a tough trot for us against Brisbane Raw. What are you expecting? I'm expecting to belt them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I that's think our time. Uh, they have touched us up in the, uh, in the past few games. Uh, there was the last-minute equaliser in round one or the last-second equaliser in round one. I think we had a 
Thomas Broich doing this in, in the finals last year and then uh, time before that there was a shocking game and there was a 5-0 uh, absolute demolition that which I was... Which we witnessed. We, yeah, which we <laughs> witnessed. Uh, uh, I, think, I think it was five games ago now we did them 4-0. That was actually the Stefan Negro game. Yep. Stefan Negro man of the match game. Yeah. Um, they're very they're very suspect away from home. They you could peg them in for a win most weeks up at Suncorp, but they're on a two game losing streak and they don't really score. You think a team with Jamie McLaren and a couple of their attacking players that they have are going to bang goals in? They've only banged in eighteen goals this year and they've had more shots on uh, target than us. So they were. In the midst of a really good run, but I think they've really missed Brett Holman. Yeah, um, I think so too, yeah. The start of the season was up and down for them, but they went on a patch of games where they weren't losing. Um, I think they had like something like five draws, but Holman just gives them that something a little bit extra in behind Jamie McLaren. Um, Tommy Orr has been largely disappointing. He obviously scored on the weekend, but we're talking about a guy who was in the Eredivisie and doing well in yeah. the Eredivisie. And I thought when he came back that he would um, tear the league apart, not much unlike Marco Rojas, um, coming from a similar context in yeah, Europe. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think also with his context in Europe, he was killing it for the Socceroos for a good period as well when Ange first came in. Um, I think with uh, two players they have with Orr and Petratos, they're guys that are very active but don't really give a lot of end product. Petrados scores every now and then or doesn't really score a lot. And I really think if you can shut McLaren down, you really do nullify a lot of Brisbane. So I expect us to do do the job against them on uh, on Friday night away from home. Uh, Shutting down McLaren will be hard without Burrow, who is suspended through his fifth yellow card. There was a bit of a, a question about what goes on there. Do you... Uh, put Ansel in Burrow's place, or perhaps an alternative is to bring Georgievsky on and then move Broxham to that uh, that role. No, I think you've got to play Ansel. I think Donerkey will have a point to prove against his old team, but that's actually you know not a stupid suggestion because yeah. we all know what Brox can deliver. Yeah. I do think um, Ansel will be the guy to come in, though. Final predictions. Uh, I think it's going to be 2-0 to the Vuk, possibly 3-0. And Oli Bazanich, you can get an A-plus this week if you chop Matt Mackay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys have pretty much uh, covered it all. Um, also, also just touching on uh, Broish is not as influential as he used to be. No, um, yeah. He's well. 35 now and, and it's um, coming to the end. Really slow in defence from what I've seen in the last couple of weeks. So... Uh, I think if we can get our speedsters out wide on the ball, uh, we'll create a lot of damage. And I'm expecting a 3-0 result. I'm with Buds, 2-0. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll actually be a convincing 2-0. It won't be like the 2-0 against Adelaide where we looked vulnerable at times. Yeah, I agree completely. It's going to be one of those great nights, I think. It's going to be a balmy night, Friday night. Vuck at home, Amy Park. I reckon it's going to be a beautiful sunset. Yeah, beautiful sunset, 23,000. It's getting to that. I reckon it's going to be a big one. We will be there after the game as well doing FBS TV. So if you're um, outside the steps down at Swan Street, come and say hi to us after the match. Uh, I promise not to be too drunk this time. I'm going to lay off the booze this weekend and uh, do a nice, respectable, professional video. Uh, If you are also interested, we are looking for someone to do the other videos for us. The guy who's doing it can no longer do it moving into the new year. So if you're uh, a budding media student or filmographer, get in contact with us via Facebook or Twitter. 
uh, we're going to leave it there for now. Um, thanks to June for, uh, for joining us. It's been a great episode to have you on. Thank you for being a part of it, boys. Thank you for coming on, as usual. Uh, and that's probably about it for us uh, on this week's For Fuck's Sake. Any forumites with nothing to do on Saturday afternoon who want to head down to Caulfield to watch uh, the MelbourneVictory.net annual football tournament, uh, you're welcome to come down, kicking off at 1 o'clock. Yes, always a big uh, event, and uh, we'll certainly discuss it next week in the wash-up. I think Buds and I will be playing. I'm not too sure if I mentioned this to you guys before, but um, in 2015 I was actually uh, the recipient <laughs> of the Player of the Year award. Uh, so uh, expecting big things from myself. That's it. I'm on the vac, man. Yeah, the boys. Napa know-how. Any car brave enough to withstand a decade's worth of multi-state family voyages is worth treating to some quality parts and Napa know-how. Coolant for the Death Valley trip, wiper blades for the Pacific Northwest, air fresheners for the Southwest chili cook-off. Yeah, with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your road warrior running longer, stronger, for many more vacations to come. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How.